You are listening to Haftarah, the Shir series where we explore the connections between the Parsha Shavuah and its corresponding Haftarah. And here at the database with Rabbi Yeshua Eisenberg, at the moment of this recording, it is Motzei Shabbos Shuvah and it is Erev Yom Kippur, which means that it is crunch time, as it is my intention to do now two Haftarah Shirim before the night is over, one for the Shachars of Yom Kippur. And as Yom Kippur is a tiny Tzibor, there's also a Haftarah at Mincha, however, a different Haftarah than the other tiniest tzibur, a most unique Haftarah, which we will discuss in the next Haftarah shir. But for now, we will focus on the first Haftarah of Yom Kippur during Shachris, which comes to us from Sefer Yeshayahu, Perak Nun Zayim Pasuk Yedalad, going all the way to the next Perak, Perak Nun Ches Pasuk Yedalad. So that's 57.14 going to 58.14. As I dedicate this shir, Lili Nashmas Imim Rasi Chai Rechal Bastavit Tzvi Harani Kaparis Meshkava Her Neshama Should Have an Aliyah. And before we actually get into the actual Haftarah, I'll just mention as um, a housekeeping item that we are actually winding down towards this Haftarah, Haftarah series. As we are almost done with the Parshios HaShavuah, we just finished Hazinu, that means we are going into Vizos Bracha. But that being said, we still have a way to go as between the beginning of Sukkot and the end of Simchas Torah, there are several more Haftarahs that we have to get to. All of that, But let's talk about now our Haftarah for um, the Shachas of Yom Kippur, which begins as the Navi states, So says the Navi, uh, pave a road, pave a road, clear the path, or raise up the stumbling block from the path of my people. It sounds like the Navi is urging us, B'Shem Hashem, to get rid of anything that might be in our way that we have to blaze a trail of sorts to remove the mikshal from our lives. It seems like an immediate call to teshuva, which will speak immediately to what we're trying to accomplish on Yom Kippur, of course. Uh, Yom Kippur is the day where we achieve our kapara, our tahara lefnei Hashem, our atonement and our purity. And of course, the only step towards our teshuva is to actually remove anything in our midst that is keeping us from doing teshuva. So the mikshal, um, says Rashi, is reference to the eight Sahara. It's a reference to that which is causing us to do Averos. Right? Uh, we, we spoke in the previous half Tereshir for Shabbos Shuva about the different components of teshuva, um, which we know from the Rambam, which um, I argued can be found in the unique Haftarah of Shabbos Shuva, which is made up of three of the Treyasar, so the different steps of Teshuva can be found there, but most fundamentally is to get rid of the Avera that's in your midst, the Aziva Schet, just letting go of the Avera. And in this vein, perhaps the Navi begins by telling us to just clear the path, just move everything out of your way. But I want to argue that there's something way more fundamental beneath this Haftarah. As we continue reading the Psukim, I think it'll emerge. And as we get a closer look, we will see that perhaps this Haftarah is related to another piece of Navi and some of the important Yom Kippur liturgy. Because as we move forward, we can make a very fair argument, as we've made in the past, that maybe there are other possible readings in Navi that can serve as the Haftarah for Yom Kippur. So I'll tell you right away off the bat what I'm having in mind as I think about Unasana Tokef and I think about the Kol Daka, 
the thin, still voice that's referenced in Renesana Tokev. So if you go back to the archives and listen to Baal Workshop, where we spoke about the Musaf for Rosh Hashanah and for Yom Kippur, also the Machzer Manager series, where we just went through the Machzer, just trying to understand what everything is about. So we spoke about the symbolism of the Kaldama Madaka, the thin, still voice, which Eliyahu Navi heard at, at, at Har Sinai. And that, that, that story which is paralleled to the story of the Chaita Egel, when um, in the times of Eliyahu Hanavi, we were um, worshipping Baal. So we, we know that at the very end of our very own Kippur experience, we shout out the same thing that Klai Yisrael shouted out in the time of Eliyahu Hanavi, Hashem Hu Hu Elokim, Hashem Hu Hu Elokim, Hashem is the one, He's our actual God, there is no other God. And we can make a fair argument that if that's the climax of Yom Kippur, maybe that should somewhere be in the, the Haftarah section. But of course it's not. However, I do think that the choice of reading for a Haftarah for Yom Kippur, which we have in front of us from Mishayahu, um, there are very obvious reasons why this is the... Uh, the Navi of choice, why this is the passage of choice, but I will also argue that perhaps there is a little bit of a shout-out even to the message that Hashem shares with Eliyahu Navi, which we sort of express and, and wink at in our, our recitation of Unasana Tokev as we keep going. And I believe it begins um, no later than the second Pasuk of the Haftarah. Ki amar, for so says Hashem, so Ram Venisa, Shochenad v'kadoshimo, Marom v'kadosh eshkon. So a lot of this sounds like the opening of our Shabbos Yom Tov and Yom Emunarayim davening, right? Rum v'nisa, that we refer to Hashem as the one that's high and, and uplifted. Shochenad, He is the one who dwells forever. V'kadosh Shemo, and He's holy. And again, Marom v'kadosh eshkon. And Hashem, Hashem is saying that I abide in that which is holy, right? So we're talking about the lofty aspect of Hashem on the one hand, and then let's keep going, v'yasdaka u'shval ruach l'hachayos ruach shvalim u'lhachayos lev nidkayim. On the one hand, Hashem says, yes, I abide in the exaltedness and holiness, but I'm also with the contrite, I'm with the lowly of spirit, to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. So what is Hashem saying? What is the Navi saying in the very beginning? There are really two aspects. There, there are two opposite elements. There are two places where Hashem apparently resides. Right? That Hashem resides in the lofty heavens. Hashem resides you know, in everything that's high and, and royal and majestic. And yet Hashem is with those who are Daka. Now, the, the word Daka here, I will admit, is not exactly spelled the same way as the Koldamama Daka. But think about what Hashem tells Eliyahu Hanavi at Har Sinai in Sefer Malachim. Um, it's, it's, in, uh, it's either in Parak Yitzhah or in Parak Chaf when Hashem appears to Eliyahu Hanavi. If not, it's in Parak Yirchas, but it's, it's, in, it's in that general vicinity of, of Malachim, uh, Malachim Aleph. What um, Hashem, again, um, tells Eliyahu Hanavi in, in that message, where Eliyahu Hanavi is looking for Hashem, He's looking for Hashem in the Aish, in the Ra'ash. Um, you know, there's an earth, there's a fire, there's an earthquake, there's a there's a tempest, there's a, a great wind, a ruach, and the and the Navi tells us there that Hashem cannot be found in any of those things. Hashem cannot be found in all these um, incredible um, noises from on high and so on and so forth. 
But where is Hashem? Hashem resides in the cold mamadaka, in the thin, still voice, the whisper, the humility, the lowliness. That's where Hashem is. And the word daka here is spelled not with a kuf, but with a chaf, not with a hay at the end, but with an aleph at the end. But perhaps the thinness that is referenced is still there. There's something, there's something fine, there's something humble about what the Navi is saying at this point, that, yeah, on the one hand we find the godless of a Kaddish Baruch Hu, and on the other hand we find Anvisanusa, we find his humility. That Hashem on the one hand is lofty, and Hashem, on the other hand, he champions the, the, the cause of the widow, the orphan, and the stranger, and so on and so forth. Why is that being referenced here? I think there's something very, very important, a message, a Yom Kippur message. Not just the Yom Kippur message, it's really an Avodah Hashem message for throughout the year, but it, it's, uh, it's very, very important on Yom Kippur, and I believe it will also speak to the opening of our Haftarah, which says that we have to you sort of make way remove the the um, the 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 avodazara within ourselves the etzahara within ourselves to sort of blaze that path i believe that what we're about to say is connected to that as well so what is the message again of hashem residing on high and all oh, that's lofty and yet hashem resides among those who are humble and lowly so I think if we would just take a step back and go to what is the Haftar really about? Why is this Haftar chosen for Yom Kippur? So you have to look no further than the art scroll, which says that the Haftar already references the physical affliction. It, re- it references fasting, as we will see when we read a little bit further. All of the things that we do on Yom Kippur are referenced here. And yet we're going to see that the Navi does something here in, um, in this Haftarah, like what we find in many Haftarahs that we've referenced in the past throughout this series, and that is there are often times where there's one message, for example, in the Parsha Shavua, a very basic message, whatever the message may be, and then you find in the Haftarah a seemingly opposite message to that which we find in the Parsha. And every time and every instance that that happens, we have to ask the question why, and maybe perhaps the simple answer is that there are two sides of the coin, and we have to entertain not just both possibilities, but to be able to see both possibilities at the same time as being true, that even though, for example, I'll go to a very specific example, in fact, that's almost going to be completely parallel to our example in our Haftarah today, but, for example, in the Haftarah um, for... Um, I, um, now I'm forgetting if it was Vayikra or if it was Tzav, but um, um, I, I believe it was, uh, you know, I, th- I, th- I think it was Parsha Tzav, but the Haftara, which um, is, pa- is paralleling the Parsha of Karbonos, right? And yet in the Haftara for Parsha Tzav, which I believe was from Sefer Yirmiya, um, well, you can fact check me on that, it might, might not have been Yirmiya, but I think it was. Yes, it was Parsha Tzav and it was Yirmiya. I just looked it up. Um, but the Haftarah there says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't want your carbon Ola. He, he says you can just take your carbon Ola and you could shove it down your throat. So the question is, does HaKadosh Baruch Hu appreciate our Karbanos? Does HaKadosh Baruch Hu not appreciate our Karbanos? And I'll say that the same question we have to ask here. Where in the Torah, Hashem tells us, you should afflict yourselves, and it's understood to mean that we are supposed to fast and we are supposed to um, respond to our need to teshuva with that fasting. And yet, 
in the Haftarah, the Navi is going to seem to say the opposite, that Hashem is not interested in your fasting. So the question is, which one is it? And maybe there are two points to it. Maybe there is, on the one hand, the, the yes, the practice, the incredible practice of, of engaging in the fast as the Torah mandates, but maybe that's not enough. Maybe there's something more internal that needs to happen. Maybe it's not enough for us to engage in that lofty act of not eating and not drinking, making ourselves like angels, right? That's what we do in Yom Kippur. We wear white and we present ourselves in a way that is very lofty, singing praises of Hashem, not even engaging in the material world, just like the Shochenad, the Kadosh Shemo, Marom, this, this, uh, this uplifted experience, this, uplift, uh, this uplifted um, residence of Hashem, and we dwell in that residence on Yom Kippur, and maybe Hashem is looking for something else. Maybe there's something more down to earth that Hashem wants from us, beyond that which He mandates in the Torah. Maybe something more fundamental that is actually mandated in the Torah as well. What could Hashem want more than our spiritual, lofty avoda. So, we'll see. Let's take a look and see what the Navi says. But apparently there's something finer. There's something more simple that Hashem is looking for from us. So let's continue and see what the Navi says. Okay. So, Hashem is basically saying, the Navi is saying that, um, you know, it's not going to be all bad forever. I'm going to come, you know, you'll, you'll, be, you'll be revived, and so on and so forth. So I'm going to skip a little bit. He says, I'm going to heal. I'm going to bring comfort um, to those mourning. So this sounds almost like a, you know, a Shiva de Nechamasa sort of Haftarah. And then continues the Navi, which literally means, I create fruit of the lips. Shalom, shalom, l'rachok v'la'karov amar Hashem refasiv. This Pasuk is another one of the beautiful Pesukim that the Gemara in Yoma quotes in reference to Teshuva that tells us that apparently those who are further away, right, perhaps, uh, you know, uh, perhaps the Baal Teshuva who was, who was seemingly further away than the Tzadah Gamor, and yet the Pasuk says, Shalom, Shalom, L'Rachok, peace, peace to those who are further away and make their way back. And of course, to the Karov second, those who are close. So those who are like the Tzadigamer, who are already up close, and yet Hashem is offering shalom to the one who is further away first. Because perhaps there's something to be said about not just being a Tzadigamer, but about the person who was a Baal Shuva who tasted sin, as the Rambam says in Hilchas Shuva, that, that this Baal Shuva, he's greater. He tasted sin and he came back anyway. The makom that the Baal Shiva stands, even the Tzadik Gomor is unable to stand, as the Gemara and Baruch isn't Daflamadalad. So we find that in our Haftarah. Another beautiful reason why it's, uh, it's, uh, this, this, this piece of Navi is featured as our Haftarah. Right? This is not one of those Haftarahs where you have to do, a, you know, do deep digging to understand the connection. But I do want to still answer our question, and that is, is the Navi at this point about to go against what our practice is on Yom Kippur? But let's keep going. So, although, so he says, what about, so there are those to whom there's going to be shalom, and yet, v'harashoyim, says the Navi, kayam nigrash, like the sea is going to be driven away, ki ashkelo yuchal v'yigshanim v'rebashvatit. Ein shalom amar elokai l'rishan. To the rishan, there will be no peace. Okay? Then he says, kira v'garon, you should call out, Bigaron literally means with, the, with with your throat, voiceously, Alt 
Altachsoch, um, rather, don't withhold. Kashofer harim kolach, like a shofer. We're going back to Yomim Narayim themes. Right? Like a shofer, raise up your voice. V'hageid li'ami pisham. And tell my people what their avera is. L'veis Yaakov chatosam. If you needed more of an explanation of what the point of the shofer is, the shofer is supposed to tell us about the averas that we are doing. And of course, on Yom Kippur, at the very end, we will have the shofer as well. Vosi yom yom yidroshun. And me... Today, today, you should search me out. Vedastra Achai, try to figure out my ways. Yech Potsun Kigoya Shirt Staka, Osamishpadalakov, Lozavishaluni, and so on and so forth. And then we get to the point of the Navi, which is most relevant for us. As the Navi asks, Lamat Samnu Velora Isa, right? This is what we ask. Why is it that we, Samnu, we made ourselves thirsty, we fasted Velora Isa, and you didn't see us? Right, ininu nafshenu. We afflicted our souls, as you said in Parshas Achremos and in Parshas Emor, that we should do. We engaged in the inoy of Yom Kippur. We afflicted ourselves. We fasted. Belotida, and you didn't give a thought. Hain biyom tzomchem timtuchefetz v'chol asvechem timgoshu. Right, and Hashem answers, but on your fast day, you sought out personal gain, and you oppressed. All, the, all whom you aggrieved. What does that mean? We say, Hashem, why didn't you look at our Yom Kippur service and accept it? Right? And think about also the Kriya Satorah, because again, the Haftarah also corresponds to the Kriya of the day. The Kriya of Yom Kippur is the Avoda. And of course, that's the Musaf. The Musaf talks all about the Avoda of Yom Kippur. Hashem, we did it. We went through all the steps. Why didn't you accept our Avoda? Continues the Navi. So he says, because you fast with grievance and strife and you strike with a wicked fist. You didn't fast in a way that befits the day so that your voice should be heard by Hashem. Is this the kind of fast that I want, that I choose? Yom Ratzon. Going back to that which we spoke about in our awesome opportunity series, our Yomim Naraim series, about the Yomim Naraim on the one hand and Yimei Ratzon on the other. Asks Hashem, can such be the fast that I choose, a day when man merely afflicts himself? And that's the key word, merely. Can it be bowing his head like a bulrush and making a mattress of sackcloth and ashes? Do you call this a fast and a day of favor to Hashem? Is this the Yimei Ratzon? Is this the Yom Ratzon? that Hashem desires, where all you do is go through the motions. Yes, you did the avoda, but all you did was the avoda of going through those motions of the avoda. But you didn't actually do something else. What else does Hashem want from us? Well, let's see. You want the fast that I choose? You want to do Yom Kippur right, says the Navi? Here's how you do it. You open the bonds of wickedness. Dissolve the group that perverts just, justice. Let the oppressed go free and annul all perverted justice. And that's it. And he continues. Give some bread to the poor. And bring the aniyim. Right, we talk about us being afflicted. You bring the aniyim to your house. If you see someone who's naked, give him clothes. Do tzedakah. 
Just be there for people. If there's any injustice, that's what you have to fix. It's incredible how the Gemara tells us about all the corrupt Kohanim Gedolim right, um, who, who bought their way and they bribed their way into the position so they can do the Avodah, to go through the motions and do the Avodah of Yom Kippur. And yet they were all keeping the sherets in their pocket, as it were, not doing the Azivas Chait, but they were engaging in an acts of injustice. How can you, like, like it sounds like ABCs, but sometimes that's what our Avodah Hashem becomes, where we forget the ABCs, right? we, 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 we go through all the complex motions and the intricate um, details of the procedures of the Avodah, and yet the fundamentals, just being a good person, we've somehow neglected all of that. We think that Hashem resides in everything that is lofty, so we do all the Avodah, we sing the Tfilos, you know, whether it's the Ne'ilah or the Musaf, or Nisana Tokef, and yet we leave someone high and dry, we, for, we forget about just people, people next to us, people, people down the block, people in the community. Just going to the person asking for Mechila, or going to the person and, and giving him the tzedakah that he needs, the encouragement that he needs. It's just, it's, it's just, it's so, it's so, it's so on point. It's very poignant. But this is a, this is, this is what the Navi's telling us at this point. We'll just read a little bit more and then we'll finish. But again, the Navi, the Navi continues. Arecha. Then um, it'll split through like the morning. Orecha, your life. Aruchascha mehira tzmach. And your and your length of days is going to quickly sprout. Everything is going to be good once you figure out how to do Yom Kippur the right way. To think about people, to get rid of injustice, to just start doing what you're supposed to do, and then you can fast, and then you can do everything else. Then you'll call out an Hashem, and Hashem will respond. Okay, so then, and, and the Navi continues in this vein all the way up until the end. And what's really interesting is that at the very end, we find references to many of the halachos that we learn about Shabbos, all which come from this passage, um, but it begs the question of what these references to Shabbos are also doing in our Haftarah. We'll just read through the verses and then we'll return to that question before we close. But it says the the Navi, if you do this, if you um, if you rest or if you restrain rather your feet from from going on Shabbos, so this is uh, so we have on the one hand. The way you walk on Shabbos should be different. You're uh, you, um, facilitating and expediting non-Shabbos needs. On this holy day, the way we speak on Shabbos, the, the, whether or not we engage in Oneg Shabbos, to take delight in Shabbos, to have honor for Shabbos. These are all what I would refer to as the unwritten rules of Shabbos, at least in the Torah they are unwritten, but they are expanded upon here in the Navi. 
says Hashem, says the Navi, Hashem, then you can take delight in Hashem here, Kavticha Arts, you are going to ride upon the heights of the land. And um, so that's and that's really how the how the Navi finishes over here, and I think the other piece of the puzzle is that Hashem is trying to tell us as a people about the two components of our Yom Kippur that will make it a successful Yom Kippur. On the one hand, there's the Ben Adam Lachaveru, right? We think that everything lofty is what counts on Yom Kippur. And then we realize, oh shoot! I mean, I just hurt someone's feelings, or uh, I, you know, I didn't stick up for that person who needed my help. All right. So then there's that aspect, and then on the, on the other end, I think we have to get into not just the intricate avoda, but the spirit of the avoda as well, and that is symbolized, I believe, by Shabbos, because sometimes we tend to believe that Yom Kippur. For example, is the Kodesh Akadashim, and in a certain sense, it is. Is the Holy of Holies? That's where the Kohen Gadol goes on Yom Kippur. But every single week, we have the opportunity to engage in something that is even holier than Yom Kippur, and that is Shabbos. And it could be that just like sometimes our avoda is um, on Yom Kippur or at any time during the year, it could be that our Shabbos is as well are lacking. We maybe go through the general motions of not going to work on Shabbos and going to shul and maybe refraining from basic malachos. But at the same time, we are not experiencing that holy avoda through the spirit of that avoda. Right? For example, we may not be living a Shabbos that is Shabbos Dick. That is to say that maybe there's a spirit of Shabbos that was always intended we've neglected, right? If, 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 if it's true that you can't just engage in the fast of Yom Kippur and the avodas of Yom Kippur without, um, you know, and, and do that without being considerate of other people and, and without letting go of injustice and, and being ozev the chet, dropping the sherets in our hands so that we're not wronging other people. So if that's true, that you can't have an avoda of Yom Kippur while we are failing in Ben Adam perhaps there's something to be said about how we cannot truly um, appreciate and engage in an avoda of Yom Kippur that is fully successful if at the same time we are neglecting to even care for the spirit of Shabbos, which we have every single, every single week. Right? Not re- forgetting that there's kavod of Shabbos, that there's onig that's supposed to be experienced on Shabbos, that there's a way that we walk and talk on Shabbos that you can engage in everything properly, or you could fully engage in the fast of Yom Kippur, and you can fully engage in the rest of Shabbos, and at the same time completely be missing the boat, missing the point. And that, I believe, is the so simple idea of this Haftarah, but at the same time so profound. That, again, there is a Hashem who rides on high, and it should be our aspiration to ride on high with Him, to be up there in those clouds, to be on, to, you know, to, to be in the Kodesh Hakadoshim, and yet at the same time, to just think about our day to day, think about our week to week, our Shabbos to Shabbos, and to think about just the people all around us. That Hashem is among the contrite. Hashem is among the the humble and the lowly. Sometimes it's not all about the explosive things that we do. It's not about the fireworks. It's not about the Ne'ilan Yom Kippur, but it's about how we treat the person, you know, on our block, how we treat the person sitting next to us in shul. It's if we notice the person who is downtrodden and can use our help. That, I believe, is the message of this Haftarah and perhaps the 
forgotten message of Yom Kippur and really the forgotten message of every day. But uh, this Haftarah should serve as, as, as chizuk for our growth in all of these areas and it should uh, allow us to, to truly soar the way we want to this Yom Kippur. To mechila savonos, kapara, tahara, and that teshuva, that, that all-around teshuva that we seek at this time. If you enjoy this share and others like it on the podcast and want to partner up with us with a sponsorship, or if you have questions, comments, concerns, recommendations, or you want to join the Database Podcast WhatsApp group, where you can find links to every uploaded share and links that I repost due to the share's relevance, then all you have to do is reach out to me at the database at gmail.com. That's the data than base, B-E-I-S at gmail.com. Until next time, stay tuned for the Haftarah from Yona. Have a Gemar Chasim Tova, and thank you for joining us here at the Database.